there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast. I am Caleb B, and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at xmaserati. Follow the show at gc underscore cast, which might occasionally tweet that I am better than Greg, and I don't know who's doing that, but, you know, it's whatever. Record date is March 19. That is six days before this episode will drop on the Social Suplex Podcast Network at Thursday morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, By the way, and uh, Greg would agree, that we have a major announcement um, that we will drop at the end of this episode. And it could shake the network to its very core. I thought you were dropping it on the next episode. Shut up! What are we doing? God! It was supposed to be bait. It was supposed to be bait. We'd be like, oh, we'll drop it this week. And then, oh, no, we'll drop it next week. Uh, no, we can't. We can't beat him twice for what that's the, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. I, I agree. That's fair enough. So but no, sorry, folks, that announcement is on next week's episode, which we will actually be recording shortly after we record this one for what it's worth. But this episode we are reviewing is season one, episode 30 of Lucha Underground. The title is submit to the master greg you are greg you're a master of alternate titles what would you call this one we're gonna call this one too many lies as in lying about stuff Mm -hmm. absolutely so i guess with that because i could ask you how your workday went but i already know and i don't want you to uh depress the viewer so so we can get uh we can get right into it um Let's see here. First things first, Dario Cueto was in his office. And who's he talking to? Of all people, Greg, this was probably the least surprising reveal in the entire show. Chavo Guerrero. Well, it was kind of surprising to me that it came about so fast because it felt like we just got done talking about how he was going to betray her the first chance he got. And he went out of his way. He didn't wait for the opportunity to come to him. He just Mm -hmm. went right away. Yeah. Total yeah. betrayer. It was just. Well, he had his reasons. Like he, you know, Dario wants Black Lotus on a silver platter. Chavo can get her to him. And all, the only thing Chavo wants is around the clock protection from Mexico. And he kind of needs that because, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't fuck with Mexico. He also says there was one point where Vampira or Vampira or uh, Dario <laughs> Yeah, right. Dario was saying, uh, so what is it that you really want? And he smiles and then it leaves the scene. So uh, I don't think it was even that was I don't I'm not sure if that is even answered in the next episode. So don't get too excited about that. But I, I, yeah, I don't just want to point out that that was it could be. I'm not sure if it even alludes to anything. I'm not sure if that's one of those things that goes nowhere. But they kind of are leading that Chavo wants something else as well. But I don't remember what that I don't I don't remember what that is. If you remember, we can't spoil it either way. But do you know if that mm. goes anywhere? I, I don't remember. I, I think he may one day end up getting a title shot. But beyond that, I, I don't know. And so it's nothing crazy, nothing really important. No. It's okay. not like I want I want full blown immortality. I want you to give me a full suit of body armor. Yeah, I'm not sure if I think this is one of those many breadcrumbs that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And if it does, it's so minor. Uh, it might be yeah. the title shot, but I, I 
uh, based yeah. on something else that's said later, but uh, we'll see. Either way, Chavo kind of sucks, and this uh, this storyline sucks still. <laughs> it's not good. And it's the what 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 bums me out is like so far it's the main focus of the show. Yeah, it seems to be the main driving force behind everything. And it's one that is like watching a show where you like everything that's going on and you find out there's an underlying plot hole or not plot hole, but there's an underlying plot to it all. And you're just not in, yeah. like it's like playing like a, a video game like Skyrim. Most people, the main quest, they don't do that. They go out and they go join the Warriors Guild or they become a vampire or they become a werewolf or they join the Mages Guild. Uh, and this is all video game talk, but this is just one of those games where you focus on like the side stuff. You're you're just not interested in the main story. It just doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, exactly. So Los Rayo Box plays us in again, and uh, Vampiro during the intro, he's doing a lot of hand gestures once again. Very very hyper. As a juggalo often is. Yes, absolutely. I. I wish they would have, and they never did, uh, but I wish they would have embraced, you know, the juggalo that is Vampiro and, like, allowed him to have Fago at the announce table. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, Give me bought... Fago and Crystal Meth. Put them at the table. <laughs> Crystal Meth. I think usually they actually, uh, from, I watched, like, a video on The Gathering. I think heroin is the biggest issue. Oh, really? Gotcha. I think so. Well, and heroin is never do heroin. Do like, you know, stay away from that. That does ruin lives. Yeah. And, and stay away from meth. Like, <laughs> yeah. trust me, I live in the Bible Belt. Meth is a problem. So yeah, but, uh, just it's, stay away from drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. Just do the cool ones. Don't do the ones that ruin your lives. Exactly. Exactly. Do the cool ones like uh, like the funny cigarettes or something. Well, like, uh, think about it. like who who's all who's all going around like oh meth is so cool let's go do meth or who's really nobody. who's saying like who's really cool because they do heroin nobody <laughs> you, you know what I mean it's like you you can oh, have exactly. you could you have pot movies like you know uh, Pineapple Express and shit but like you don't have heroin movies <laughs> do the cool ones like cocaine yeah I I I would recommend not doing that one too just because I've known people that have done it but uh, I think it's probably the more uh socially acceptable yeah yeah uh american psycho might be considered a cocaine movie you might be right i can Mm -hmm. see that absolutely oh by the way uh jack evans versus arhanis is the next match and before the match even starts vampiro is on commentary uh and vampiro explains the origin or supposed i haven't you know vetted this but he explains the supposed origin of the term gringo and that it um, originated, you know, when the military invaded and the locals would say, green, go home. It sounds true, but unfortunately, it's, one of those, it's a it's a Charlie Kelly thing. It's like it doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about stars to dispute it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't dispute it, but it's just because of the source. We kind of have to be like, are you sure? Exactly. And so before the match even started, so we've got Evans and Arhanis out there, and Dario comes out, and he basically buries both of them. He's like, Jack, your, your match with um, with Aerostar was very good, but you lost. Arhanis, you're very good, but no one cares. 
<laughs> and uh, and you know what? He's like, I want to sweeten the pot. So the winner of this match will, will get one of my seven Aztec medallions. By the way, Phoenix, who we haven't seen in a little while because, you know, Mil Muertes, like, beat him in a death match, has that first Aztec medallion. Um, now, that being said, winner gets this Aztec medallion. So we've got stakes on the match. By the way, Dario hits us with a sweet ring the bell. And um, one thing I loved that I, well, okay, one thing I didn't know that I was informed by Stryker actually is that apparently Arhenis is the brother of Miss Disease, who was the original Sinkara in WWE. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't catch yeah. that. That's cool. Not the, not the Unico Sinkara, but the one who, like, when he fought Del Rio in 2013, like, had to stop a match because he hurt his finger. Is that really true, though? Because it sounds like such a far-fetched... It was on Raw. Yeah. I mean, was he in the wrong for stopping? I, I know it sounds like he's in the wrong, but, like, was he really in the wrong for stopping it? Or? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, there's always been a rumor about, you know, Del Rio and WWE. Like, when he would face other Mexican guys, he would get really stiff with them. Oh. So, I don't know. I can well it's one of the things where I can believe that because he does have a history of beating up people (laughs) yep whether it be uh, Ninja Turtles or his wife or or what or his brother yeah or uh, caterers Uh uh-huh that's also well not caterers but uh, social media guys that sort Uh, of thing well I I think about it which is wouldn't you hit Zuckerberg like Mm. You know? Yes, absolutely I would. Jack Dorsey had slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, so I mean like maybe maybe in that instance, well we know he we know Del Rio was right in that instance because the person was saying things that they shouldn't say at work or in general. Yeah. Uh yeah. Two person. Uh so yeah, I think I think Del I think we I think grave consequences, you heard it here. Uh Del Rio was a hundred percent in the right in that situation. Uh, I know you're not supposed to hit people at work, but one, he's a social media guy. So that kind of nullifies that. And he was being racist. So you heard it here. It's official. We are clearing Mm -hmm. Alberto Del Rio of any, uh, crimes, any kind of wrongdoings. Yeah. We, we, uh, WWE, you owe him back pay. Um, and he has to become a legend. I don't care how (laughs) coked out he is. He needs to be on stage. Uh, let him talk. Don't, don't cut his mic. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think we're on the same page. I agree. Yeah, no, we absolutely agree on that for sure. This may be worse than when we ad- advocated for gambling on the show. Um, well, we did tell people to do drugs. But the cool drugs, man. Oh, yeah, I'm on board. Oh, but uh, by the way, the, the cocaine thing, don't, don't do it if you're fat uh, because, you know, heart attacks and whatnot. Um, don't you get skinny, though, if you uh, do succeed mm, and you're maybe. not a quitter? Maybe. maybe i think that was uh do you ever see any of the roast of it wasn't a roast but someone said to Artie lang they're like you're the only guy to do cocaine and stay fat or to get fatter <laughs> I, think, I think Artie lang said that in a comedy special oh okay yeah that's where i got it that poor guy oh man so did any spots in this match stick out to you because i only wrote down two i didn't write down any spots the things that uh <laughs> stuck out to me was the stupid what chant when daria was talking uh, yeah, they were chanting what? Uh, the other why thing. Did it, why did they chant it? Why didn't they chant K? Oh, uh, you were breaking you, up a little bit. You, so 
uh, for the audience, in case so, they, you didn't hear uh, Caleb, he said, why did they chant K? Uh, and you know what? You're right. Uh, I don't have an answer for you as to why they didn't do it. They, I mean, they were this this audience, and I, I, I've been meaning to say this, this audience is kind of stupid. It, it, the crowd. They can be, yes. They, they, they root for people that just aren't rootable for. Like, I don't know why they're rooting for Alberto. Uh, they root for <laughs> Tejano. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're kind of – these are marks. These are – And not only that. They boo Hernandez. They're marks. They're they're like the dumbest. They they think wrestling's real. Uh, yeah. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You just called them. Uh, uh, you said they've rooted for somebody uh, that sucks. They, they they boo Hernandez. Yeah, they're wrong. They're in the wrong. Uh, so they mm-hmm. owe back pay too. You know what? I love how um, the 180 we've done on Hernandez in general. Dude, we can admit when Which, we're wrong. We, we he earned we, it, so I mean, yeah. I mean, we. I was saying uh, before, like the the Snyder cut. Like I've I've been trashing that for a while, but people are saying it's good, but long. Uh, if it's good, you know, it's good. Uh, and if if uh, Hernandez was good all along, Hernandez was good all along. Vampiro is still a liar. Uh, which mm-hmm. segues segues into my other point. He points out that Matt Ev- I think it's either him or Stryker pointed out that Matt Evans trained at the Heart Dungeon, which they said before, and it's pretty interesting no- uh, news. It, I, it, it kind of leads into us wanting him to get pushed more in AEW. But they also say he practices Muay Thai, at which point Vampiro says, I know, he, I train at the same gym. That's a lie. I doubt he's ever <laughs> done Muay Thai. And uh, Jack Evans also has a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Really? Yes. They, they they said that, which was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if I – I didn't catch Vampiro claiming that he rolls, but that would have been a lie to it. I'm surprised he didn't jump on that. Uh, but Now, Vampiro has rolls. He doesn't do rolls. So that's one of the lies. Is uh, That's one of the many lies of Vampiro. But uh, yeah. I did write down the psychology on the ma- – it was very much the same psychology as, as the other match Matt Evans had. Uh, I think the other one was a little bit better. Uh, yeah, but this one was still good. It was all about him. Like he has the raw talent. Like he's he's owning the match, but he'll grandstand. He'll he'll talk shit and he'll get caught with something. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he lost this one too. No, he won. He won, sir. He won. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, he won, like uh, one of the uh, he won with a black a backslide. Pardon me, with a very unique bridge that I've never seen before. But it was uh, oh yeah I do remember that but it it made sense though because you normally the backslide they can just roll out of but he bridged over top as well mm-hmm. so you couldn't really kick out so it was a very good it wasn't a steel pin but it was a, it was a nice uh, I want to say real pin it's like a real pinning situation where because that's the point is the you can either pin or submit or knock someone out and, or count out and you know you got very different ways to win but you don't have to necessarily knock them out and pin them you just have to pin them and this move would pin somebody i think yeah no absolutely it was one of those like he trapped our where he couldn't kick out exactly yep exactly thank you yeah so next up we have davari in the back with big rick and he says you know what guy (laughs) i was glad to see big rick uh but davari (laughs) said you know we got it we got a trio title shot and all we need is a partner so big rick you know thinking of family uh which kind of surprised me Big Rick says, you know, hey, maybe we go with my cousin, the Mac. Mac shows up to accept. Cage shows up and he says, what the hell do you think you deserve to be in it for? 
and then Davari says like, well, what, what, what do you think you have cage? And cage is like, well, I got this. And then he like starts beating him up. And I always thought this was awkward the first time I saw it. And I still think it's awkward the second time. There was some, do you mean as far as the dialogue or as far as the action? Well, the dialogue and the action combined. Yeah, some people can't really... Doing, doing the full-blown wrestling moves in the locker room I thought was kind of weird. Considering all the other choreography they have on the show, yes, that's I, that stood out. Some people are not very good talking. Uh, the Mac, yeah. I love the Mac, but he's not great. Nope. And uh, Kate isn't that great either. Which is weird because... Uh, I'm I'm all I'm all I'm a hundred percent behind Cage. Uh, Me too. After seeing these matches on these shows, but and we want him to be pushed further in TNT, uh, AEW. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if you watched the last show. Uh, but uh, he... I I watched uh, Dynamite. Or I watched Dynamite on YouTube, and um, I have bigger complaints about an LLU alum than I do about whatever they did with Brian Cage. Well, there's a. Um, uh, you might not have seen it, but he got the mic and he was talking to Sting, and it just wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was just passable, I'll say. Yeah. So this 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 segment didn't really have a lot for it. I mean, they were pointing out how they're they're subtly pointing out that Rick is having reservations. He just turned heel again, and now he's having reservations about you know leaving his cousin because uh, he was trying yeah, to help his cousin Rick out. The big show of Lucha Underground. He really is, um, and I really think that. I don't know. Uh, it, it with him, it it just it does it does feel like that very much so because he they, they he just went from being a face and I I guess and I really think they had nothing for him. Uh, maybe it was a scramble because they didn't have the wrestlers they needed at the time. I, who knows? Mm. Uh, but this this it was an awkward segment. It, it sets up the story, but that's it. And you know, I'm not necessarily complaining, but. To see Big Rick, who is basically the focus on the show until Aztec Warfare, who has basically just become a background character, it's kind of weird. Yeah, because he, he is a focus, but he wants to just be a bodyguard and just wants to just be there. You know what I mean? He's like uh, uh, he's like the – I don't remember his name, but in ECW there was a big guy, a biker guy that would go with Paul E. Uh, just, uh, I was it say 911? Yeah, 911, yeah. Uh, or he's like Batista for Devon. Like he just wants to be that guy. Or he's like uh, Wardlow. Yes. It, it's 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 weird to give a big storyline. Not big storyline, but it's but it's it's weird to give them a major story, but have them be a background. Want have them want to be a background character. Uh, it's just it's just a it's a weird combination. It's if you play like D and D, it's like having a pure neutral character that you know mm -hmm. there it, it, it it's kind of hard to like put them in directions or having if you're a writer it's it's like having a a care a main character that doesn't make decisions and in an inactive protagonist uh which if you ever seen a movie where it's boring and it's meandering you probably have an inactive uh protagonist because they're not making decisions they're not moving the story the story's happening to them and you can you can write that way, but it's not everyone does it well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying like, oh, Big Rick should be the champion, but like the focus they or the lack of focus they have on him rather is rather 
kind of weird. But anyway, Cage beats the crap out of Willie Mack, and uh, Cage is welcome to the team. I, I, I did, and that was another weird part. It's like, why does he want to be on the team? Just to become a trios champion, or? Yes, yeah. I assume uh, that would be the. Uh, I would assume that would be the motive. It was. I think Cage could pick better partners. Yes. Well, yeah, Big Rick's a good partner. Big anyway. Rick is. <laughs> yeah, the other guy, not so much. So we go from that vignette to another. Chavo talking to Black Lotus in the locker room, and he says, you know, I got you a match tonight. Lotus immediately realizes she's been put in a trap, starts beating the crap out of Chavo until the crew shows up, and she really, like, holds her own, basically until Chavo sneaks attack her with, like, like a blunt object of some sort like a whether it be like a bat or a kendo stick or whatever dude and this and this whole thing was kind of weird because she was doing we were talking about the choreography like they're doing wrestling moves and the other thing but she mm-hmm. was taught by a luchador and i wrote down a couple different disciplines i saw her doing i saw her doing wing chun i saw her doing muay thai i saw her doing some possibly taekwondo and maybe even some karate and it's just like they're doing all they're giving her all this fighting Right, mm-hmm. bro. I don't remember ha- her having a match. <laughs> no, she has at least two. She has two. Uh, they're that's they're it. forgettable then. Um, yeah. Did she do all these martial arts? And that's the one of the things where you kind of have to turn your brain off of Lucha Underground, is that mm-hmm. people will be in vignettes doing like fucking kung fu, and then they're back to doing regular wrestling in the ring. You kind of have to turn your brain off a little bit for some of that. And I think this is unfortunately one of those situations. Yeah. You got your dog stampering around back there? No, I was actually opening some mail because I noticed something that I didn't notice before. I was making sure it wasn't like a bill that was past due. I mean, that's fine because uh, I've been having to roll my window up and down because my dog will start and stop barking. Nice. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Hey, folks, that's the kind of aesthetic you get here on the Grave Consequences podcast. You get honesty, and it's very raw, and it's real. And by the way, I forgot to mention, but I gave the team of Big Rick, Cage, and Devaria team name, as I'm known to do. And they shall be known as the Golden Machines. Hmm. Okay. I hope you like it. Uh, Don't worry, you don't have to get used to that, because... (laughs) The uh, trio's titles are on the line next when Jesse and the Rippers, that's right, uh, Ivelisse, Angelico, and Son of Havoc, trio's champions, face the golden machines of Brian Cage, Big Rick, <laughs> and Davari. And I noticed that, and they pointed it out on commentary, but like, you get Davari drinking a scotch, you got Big Rick smoking a stogie, Cage is the only Rudo who is not engaging in a vice on his way to the ring. Well, uh, is ego a vice? Hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I forget it's if it's if it is, but our, our uh... well, pride is one of the seven deadly sins, so I guess you could say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now off the bat. Well, uh, for this match, I had I had some problems with it. I'm not sure if you had some problems with this match, too. I, I can tell you I actually like the oh, way Big Rick fights. I had fights. a problem with uh, something Vampiro said. He claimed that each guy on the uh, Rudo side is over 260. And Davari, like, granted, no. he had some, some muscle to him. No. He's maybe 230. He's not 260. 
Yeah, no. Unless he's wearing gold, like heavy gold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And something um, I, I had to see to believe, Angelico was the tallest guy in the match. Now, granted, he is taller than Cage, but he's lanky, dude. Is he taller than Big Rick? Uh, supposedly. That's what Vampiro let on. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, as I was saying, though, Big Rick, I, I like the way he fights in this match, dude. Like, he just beats mm-hmm. the crap out of people, and, and it's not boring. Mm-hmm. Because he puts, like, he swings on people. Like, it's not the boring yeah. giant stuff where they're lumbering around, and they swing, and they miss. No, he's, like, slugging people. He's stomping the mud hole in people. I, like, I, I loved it, the way he was fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't like how the Technicos um, were very... They're still, like... They they hate each other. You can tell they can barely work together. Like they didn't even win this bat match by working together. They they won this match by existing long enough to have an outside force help them win, and that was kind of disappointing. That's not a good way to build up a babyface team. Uh, I I actually agree completely. That was my major problem with this match. Is I th- I thought we were done with that because uh, mm-hmm. they're already they already have a handicap, and that's Evilise having a broken leg they don't need another one well and uh, you could say not to be a chauvinist but like she has a broken leg well not only she has a broken leg but like y- you got two guys in there and then you got a woman going against two of the biggest guys on the roster okay and again that's not me being a chauvinist but like, like size does matter yeah because she's a small woman she's short mm-hmm. exactly I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure she is uh she's at least comparably to even uh havoc you know, she's got a broken leg. She can't compete. They're yeah. already it's already two on one. And it just and for me, it was it was very abrupt when because Havoc yeah. is the first one that does it. And he's supposed to be like kind of like a baby face right now, but he was acting like a heel with the way he was interrupting like uh Angelico had a hot streak going and then Havoc interrupts it, you know, like a yeah. heel would. Yeah. And it's just kinda of like Eva Lise was acting like a heel, even though she was right with what she was saying about stuff. It, yeah. it just it's like are they baby faces like and, and you know i love it when heels fight heels but i also like it to be clear like uh eddie mm-hmm. kingston just became a, a baby face kind of working with mox there's, there's really no heels and baby faces in AEW, and i think they do that well but it's still clear as to what they kind of are at the moment like with this it's kind of like you know why are you acting like a heel when you're the baby face like you, you're supposed to be the clear baby face well, to me, it's like, okay, Ivelisse, she may have been right in her complaints, but, like, at the annoying. same time, I don't blame her in because she's on one leg. Sir. Can you repeat that? You kind of broke up a little bit. Sorry, man. But, right. uh, no, I don't, I don't blame them for not tagging her in because she's on one leg. Yeah. What's she going to do? Yeah. But I love how, like, she's like, oh, you're not going to tag me in? Whatever, I'm out of this. Go sit, sits down next to the marks. I can tell you that I did like the way Davari did two things. Uh, I think it was Angelica was on, on the corner on the turnbuckle, and Davari did the thing where he just grabs a leg and he pulls them off so they land on their yeah. back. I like mm-hmm. that move because it's simple. I like moves like that where you're just adjusting them and then they fall. Are they, like you're doing something small and simple, but you're doing a lot of damage. And then when he went for the pin, he he the arm that would have uh, that Angelica was going to lift up to get out of the pin. He actually held it down by the wrist to make it harder. 
So it was like, I like it when there's a lot of little things that you can miss, but they all add up to a bigger piece. And Davari can, you know, he's very good at wrestling technically. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the Technicos don't figure it out on their own. They have outside help. And Tejano shows up and interferes. Two big pops, by the way. To a big pop. And I love it because I'm getting behind Tejano, man. And I don't know. Maybe that's the um, the uh, power of suggestion at work. But Tejano interfered. It allowed Havoc to hit the shooting star press. And the Technicos got the win and retained their titles. The undeserved win, but yes, they did. Yes, very much so. But uh, after that, Dario has the crew in there. And they're okay. Dario's in the bowels of the temple. The crew brings in the black Lotus and Dario says, put her in the cage next to my brother. I was thinking about this. Dario has a jail cell Mm -hmm. in the, in the temple. Yes. Do you remember when bully Ray was yelling at fans? Cause they were God. Yes. Do you think he took him to a jail cell underneath ring of honor? And Jeff Cobb was in there. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Cobb, he was there. Oh, sorry, you have to edit that, dude. I do? Uh, yeah. That's Actually, fun. no, you don't, because they don't unmask Matanza. Uh, okay, good, because I, I was kind of hoping to quickly edit these tonight. So Good, good. Yeah, you don't have to edit that. Folks, Jeff Cobb is Matanza. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He, he looks like a... Well, I don't want to spoil that. So he looks uh, scary, dude. I'll put it that way. Like he does look scary as hell. Yeah, I forget what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about if Ring of Honor had a jail cell where Bully Ray would yes. intimidate fans, and I think he did. And I think he did have Jeff Cobb in the jail cell adjacent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We just Absolutely. solved it. We did. We solved the problems. Oh man! Next up, main event. Submission match, Pentagon Jr. versus Sexy Star. Uh, let me ask you, is this the first time we've seen Pentagon rock in the white mask? I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be, I could be completely wrong. Do, but I could be mistaken. <sighs> you know, I didn't pick up on that detail. I just know that this might be the best intergender match I've ever seen. Yeah, um... To an extent, I mean, I did like how, you know, they point out on commentary how Sexy Star is obviously not the submission magician that Pentagon is because she can't do joint manipulation like him. She can't. I mean, but he was he he, he the way he punches, the way he did his strikes, it, like, you know, my complaints where it's just the guy's missing strikes and missing moves and the mm-hmm. woman just running around him like he's a bumbling oaf. This wasn't that kind of match. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And, dude, every time Pentagon hits those uh, thrust kicks, they always look killer. <laughs> I know people criticize wrestlers for doing the leg slap when they kick, but my God, dude, that's Maserati Pro Wrestling. I love the leg slap when people kick. I love it. Oh, my God, dude, especially when they do super kicks. I I, I, I pop every time because it just – I don't know. I don't see it. It's like a it's a magic trick that I don't see. I don't I can't, even when I look for it, I can't see them slapping their legs. So I just love it. I don't know. To me, it's one of those things. It's like for me when someone pointed out that uh, Kevin Dunn does a lot of camera cuts on his shows now, mm-hmm. and I can't unsee it. You know, 
So it's just the opposite. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, at one point, Sexy Star goes from that tetanus field ra- uh, filled railing, railing onto Pentagon Jr. with a crossbody. And uh, Sexy also gets a hope spot with a single leg temple crab. That's what I call it. I hope you like that nickname. Mm, I do. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Superfly, the formerly masked luchador, runs interference, and he attacks Sexy Star. Gets Pentagon out of the crab. See, I didn't think they needed that. That was the one downside to the matches. I think they could have had Pentagon wins clean, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have hurt Sexy because she gave. She did have some great. She has great psychology in the ring. Like you really root for her. You really felt like she was going to make Pentagon tap. Like I, I didn't remember the match. I was like, oh god, is she going to make him tap from a single leg? Because he kept <laughs> acting like he was going to tap, and he wasn't that close to yeah. the to the ropes. Yeah. So I, I, I that that kind of. If it, that kind of ruined the match for me, because they really? just because well they 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 can't let some people just win. Like they'll have some people win. Pentagon should win this match. Yes, I agree. I and agree. It's a submission match. He doesn't have a submission move. He does. He's sadistic. Like you could have just had him win clean. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I get where you're coming from. I didn't think about that, so I thought the the interference was fine. I thought it kind of portrayed like, oh, Superfly is still kind of vengeful, even though Sexy's mask was also on the line, but whatever. Um, anyway, Superfly feeds Sexy Star right to Pentagon, package pile driver into a surfboard lock, and then he grabs her by the throat, and Sexy Star has no choice but to tap out. You know what they called his, his uh, pile driver? Uh, did they did they call it the Pentagon driver? No, they called it something much cooler. I think they called it the three up, three down driver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love a nice baseball reference, dude. <laughs> you got you got my cough from last week. I've had this for a little bit. Sure, you got the Rona. I can yeah. hear it. Oh my god! So after this, at Pentagon. Pushes the ref away, and he is ready to break Sexy Star's arm. All of a sudden, Vampiro leaves the booth, and he makes the save. And as he's doing this, the temple is going buck wild. Yeah, I'm not. I I wasn't. I didn't watch WCW, and I didn't know about Vampiro, so I wasn't. Hmm. Well, I, okay, because we know where this is going. So I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Yeah, I mean it. It it was a it popped the crowd. Uh, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where I just I'm not in the loop with Vampiro, so I didn't care. But people did. People wanted him to wrestle. I, I mean, he doesn't look like he can yeah. wrestle uh, at this point. Um, yeah. But uh, it was a hot moment. People were into it. Yeah, the temple was like exploding, bro. And so Vampiro gets sexy. Basically, gets sexy star out of there. Vampiro doesn't leave the ring. Neither does Pentagon. He's Pentagon's basically daring Vampiro to do something. And Vampiro walks off, walks out, uh, you know, to the back. That's not the end of the show, folks, because Vampiro, we go to Vampiro in the back in a locker room or a bathroom. Um, Surprised Drago wasn't there, but I guess he did get kicked out of the temple. But Vampiro stares in a mirror in the back and he's hearing like some commentary he had said throughout the season play overhead. He said about he'd been in a dark place and 
you could hear in a distorted voice, something dark is coming. And then all of a sudden, Vampiro headbutts the bathroom mirror. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's corny stuff to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much, but again, like, I can forgive it because, you know, I know where this is going. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's just, you know, the way vampire talks about things is like he thinks having mental issues makes you stronger or better or cooler he thinks you know darkness and like he's one of those people like you 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 kind of go in that phase when you're in high school where you're like you you know you like uh corn and and you like go on the hot topic maybe or maybe you're even full-on goth but like afi and whatever but eventually you don't start like those things seem cool in the moment but you get yeah. older and you realize, like, yeah, it's kind of corny. Like, that guy's not yeah. tough. Like, because it seems like it's coming from a place of toughness, but it's really just corny. Like, I'm in vampire cults. Cool. Like, can you imagine? Now, I'm older than you, but uh, not by how old are you again? I am 26 going on 27. All right, cool. How cool would <laughs> do you, if you think of a vampire cult, do you think it would be cool to join a bunch of people pretending to be vampires? No. Okay, so that's that's the thing is it's like it's stuff that's cool to like someone that's in middle school, but like anyone older, like like I, and I'm not picking on Darby, but Darby's main audience I think is younger people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think he has a, I think he has a, a a very young fan base, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But Vampiro is much older, still playing towards people with that same menta- mentality. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. He's only attracting people people older than like sixteen. The only people that he's attracting, as far as fans, I think, are juggalos. That mentality. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. That's and with that with that, we've reached the end of the episode. We will be recording shortly after this one, what probably twenty, thirty minutes, something like that. Maybe sooner, because I'm I'm not gonna edit until we're done both. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, with that being considered, folks, uh, oh, well, we got to rate the show. This, what, yeah, what do we want to rate the episode? That's what I was going to say, man. I'm going to give it a C. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a B minus, and I'm bumping it up from a C plus strictly for that cool moment at the end of the show with uh, Vampiro making the save. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a it's a passable to good show. Yeah, but this was like a landmark, and you, you know, people. I'm warning you guys, I haven't seen this before. That is a landmark moment right there. Yeah, this is uh, this this show does have some things that are very important for future ongoing uh, events in the in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so it's. It, it does have landmark stuff in it, yes. I just wish they had surrounded it with a better trios match. Um, yeah. I didn't care for... I like the Pentagon versus Sexy Star match. I did. I really liked it because she was she, it was really good back and forth. And you really were rooting for Sexy and you really thought Pentagon was going to lose. But I, I didn't like the interference because I was like, why isn't he attacked Pentagon? Pentagon also broke his arm. But he's like looking at him and winking and giving him a thumbs up. And then Pentagon's even like, what's your problem, dude? Like, I, I, I'd kill you if I could right now. Exactly. Uh, but I, I won't hold it to – I won't harp on it any further. But yeah. Yeah. Folks, check out all the other great shows. Pardon me. 
Check out all the other shows that are almost as good as this show on the network. Check out shows like One Nation Radio with Rich Latta and James Boyd. Check out shows like Keeping It Strong Style. That's New Japan-centric with the young boy Josh Smith and our boss Jeremy Donovan. Check out All Things Elite with my boy Floyd Johnson and Austin Summerwitz. Check out Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. That is two Scots nicknamed Ricky and Clive. Also, let's see here. Get in the ring. Get in the ring. Great match generated DJ Cooks. Uh, as the title suggests, you know, generate great matches. Talk about it. Review them. Watch them. Great stuff. Grown men watch this shit. James Vanderbeek and Chris Thin. 8-bit suplex with uh, Hill Josh number two, Josh McLaughlin, and Sandy Gaviria. That's Shooter Santos right there. Um, did I miss anything? You said One Nation Radio, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's everything. Awesome. So, folks, thank you for listening. And uh, remember, we told you not to do drugs unless they're, they're cool. And if you do the uncool drugs, the only thing you're going to suffer is grave consequences. <laughs>